Bible knows about the Lord's arrival. The Savior's name is Jesus Christ, for he became a sacrifice to save us from the wrath of God by preaching in the synagogue, by dying on the cross for us to save us from our sinful lust. Yeah, so read the Bible and cry out the Savior's holy name. And once you're born again, all new, you'll never be the same. You won't be carrying all of your heavy, sinful weight, because Jesus paid it all, that it might change your fate. Not everyone you know or meet will be Welcome to this edition of Coffee House Theology, where we discuss God, theology, and all things pertaining to life over cups of coffee. I am your host, Jose Ruiz, joined by Josiah Ruiz, your co-host. And we are bringing you another episode of Coffee House Theology, where we discuss clearly all things pertaining to life. And in this episode, we are going to bring you an episode uh, talking about evangelism. Um, and talking about uh, financial peace. Um, and so uh, I'm a Dave Ramsey uh, a student of Dave Ramsey. And so uh, we worked the baby steps and now we are uh, out of debt. And uh, Josiah is working the baby steps. He took the class. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk a little bit about evangelizing Mormons and um, all that good stuff. And just uh, evangelizing people in general. Um, and I had the opportunity today uh, to talk with people and invite them out uh, to church. Uh, talk about spiritual things. They actually asked me uh, at work um, to uh, if I could uh, help them uh, in interpreting the Bible. So uh, that was good. Um, so, yeah, uh, please grab a cup of your favorite uh, brewer beverage and enjoy this episode. So how are you? Just doing well. Uh Tonight I went to dinner with um, a couple of Mormons and a family um, to try to talk to them about the gospel, the true gospel, not the gospel of Mormonism, um, because obviously Mormonism is a cult. Um, I didn't tell it something like that because I don't want to be mean, but, you know, um, yeah, we had a good discussion. It lasted a little while. Uh, they had to leave because they had to go talk to somebody, but uh, yeah, yeah. It was good. Okay, and the reason why uh, we call it a cult, okay, uh, a lot of a lot of people think David Koresh cult, or uh, they think about different cults. But uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Mormonism is not a denomination of Christianity. It's a pseudo Christian cult. It claims to be uh, Christianity. But it denies essential historic doctrines of the church. Uh, so Joseph Smith, its founder, um, denied the Trinity. They believe in many gods, uh, like the Jehovah's Witnesses and Apostolics. A lot of cults deny uh, the Trinity. And the Trinity... Although a lot of Christians treat it as a mystery, it is actually a very essential doctrine. And you and I were reading a book called Delighting in the Trinity. Um, I will be preaching at my church on the Trinity. Uh, so it is an important doctrine uh, because if you do not have the Trinity, 
you don't have the right Christian God. Uh, you have a fake God, a false God, who's not the eternal God, Yahweh, who has revealed himself as uh, in uh, one person, one God, one being in three equally uh, and, and distinct persons. So the Father is God, the Son is God, and the Holy Spirit is God. And we see that throughout Scripture. We see the truth that there is only one God, the Hebrew Shema, the Deuteronomy 6.4, Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one God. Uh, John 17.3, Jesus says, This is eternal life, that they may know you, the one and true God, and Jesus Christ whom you sent. So the Bible throughout says that there is only one eternal Yahweh God, but he revealed himself in three distinct co-equal, co-eternal persons. And we read that in John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So the Word was in the very beginning, and it starts very much like Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Isaiah tells us that the Savior by himself uh, made the world. So Jesus is the eternal God who created the world. All things are, were created by him and for him and through him. So these are truths that we see in Scripture. Yes, the word Trinity is not in the Bible, but it is taught explicitly in the Bible. We, we know explicitly that there is one true and eternal God from everlasting to everlasting. He is almighty God. And then we see that Jesus uh, was declaring himself God before Abraham was I am. And that is the same name that uh, God gave to Moses through the burning bush. Who should I say sent me? I am. And that's the Jews recognized that Jesus was declaring himself God because they picked up stones to kill him, to stone him. And they said, for which good work do you uh, stone me? And they said, not for any good work, but you being a man are claiming to be God. Okay, so it's clear in the scripture. So uh, a pseudo-Christian cult is a false, uh, it's false Christianity because they are not uh, in line with historic Christianity. Uh, historic Christianity, Orthodox Christianity. By Orthodox, we mean uh, the right standard or right teaching. And this uh, Christianity uh, can be traced to the universal creeds. Uh, it can be traced through church history. 
And so Mormonism, on the other hand, is started with Joseph Smith. Okay. So when we say cult, we don't mean uh, like, uh, you know, Haley's Comet cult where they all shaved their head and they wore Nikes and they committed mass suicide. We're, we're talking about uh, they claim to be Christian, but they are not of the historic Christian tradition. So they deny the Trinity. Uh, they deny a core. And if you miss God, who God is, uh, then you miss, you miss the truth by all eternity. And your eternal soul is at stake. So that's what we mean uh, by cult. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's in the theological sense where they, uh, they're, they're not holding to orthodox belief. So anyway, you went with the Mormons and how did that go? It went good. Um, we st- we're going to meet again and we're going to talk more because I really do enjoy talking to them. They're very gracious people. Um, yeah, they're very they're sweet wrong, people. But they, they, are, they said themselves they're more than happy to talk to me about this. Um, before we go any further, though, I, I just want to ask you a question um, about it. I'm not becoming Mormon. Don't, don't think that's the case. That's not what's happening. Uh, but they did give a challenge to me, and I just want to hear your input on it. I asked them because they kept quoting the Book of Mormon to me. Yes. I kept, um, I asked them, okay, have you ever heard of the Bereans? And they said yes. And I explained the story. I believe it's in Acts 16. 17. 17. Okay. Um, where they, unlike the Thessalonians, uh, examined the scriptures daily to see whether what Paul was saying was the truth. Mm-hmm. So what I, what I meant by that was that if the Book of Mormon came after, it has to line up with what the Old and New Testament say in order for it to be true. Otherwise, it's just right. man-made. Right. Um, and so I asked them, where can you find in the Old and New Testament, because they brought up that we were eternal spirits with the Father. I asked them, where can you find that in the uh, Old or New Testament? And they quoted to me Jeremiah one five. I think it's one five, uh, where it, where he Jeremiah says, um, or God says to Jeremiah, before, before I formed you, you in the womb, I, I knew, knew you. you. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that. Uh, I know. I I just wanted to hear your your take on it. Uh, yeah, it doesn't mean I, 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 we're not eternal. Mm-hmm. We will live forever, either in heaven or in hell, but we came to be. At a certain point. Okay. Uh, So God is the only one from everlasting to everlasting. He is almighty God. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he's the eternal one. Okay. So we are by being created. We are finite. We came to be. And now, now we are going to be eternal. We will live forever. Somewhere, either heaven or hell, whether you 
embrace the Savior and trust the Savior or reject the Savior. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, that's all that. Yes, God knew him before he was in his mother's womb. Because God knows all things. But that doesn't mean we are eternal. In the beginning was the word before eternity. In eternity past, the word was with God. The word was already there. It doesn't say that humanity was there. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's what makes it a tri-unity. They were in an eternal covenant Love, relationship of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's not all of human spirits. Okay? Otherwise, we would be from everlasting to everlasting. What makes him God is that he's everlasting to everlasting. The reason why they believe that is because God is a man who became God, who, who won uh, uh, the, the, the famous sermon that a lot of Mormons don't even know from Joseph Smith. Um, uh, I think it's the King Follett's uh, discourse. discourse. Um, and, and a lot of Mormons don't even know this. Uh, they don't even know Mormon uh, doctrine, Mormon theology. Uh, so he says, as God is, uh, man can become. As man is, God once was. I actually said that to them, but they said they they hadn't heard of it. They, they yeah, thought, see, they see, they, 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 that's the sad thing. And, and, and you know what? It's not, it's not, uh, just no, uh, uh, normal for Mormons. It's Christians don't know Christian theology. That's the sad thing. So, uh, you know, Catholics don't know Catholic theology. Christians don't know Christian theology. But we, we, we need to know what we believe and why we believe it. So uh, we need to know the Trinity. We need to know how one is saved and made right with God. Justification by faith alone. We need to know the gospel of grace. For by grace are you saved through faith, and this not of yourselves, says Ephesians. It is the gift of God, not by works, lest any man should boast. So, um, yeah. So, the way I answer Jeremiah is, yes, God knows all of us because, uh, you know, uh, he, he, he created us. He's our creator, so he knows his creation intimately. But the same creator is going to say to certain people, depart from me, I never knew you. So that knowing is, is, doesn't mean the same thing. Okay? There's a knowing of intimacy. How could the eternal God who knows all things all of a sudden say to somebody, I never knew you? Okay? So that's, that's what we have to reconcile uh, in our theology. So it, it doesn't mean your eternal spirit 
or it it means a, a, a certain form of knowledge. Okay, the Bible says that Adam went into Eve and he knew her. So there's there's an intimacy that the Bible is speaking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so when when Jesus says on that day I'll ne- I never knew you, it's he didn't know them. They didn't have a personal intimate relationship with the Savior the way someone that is born again has a personal intimate relationship with Jesus Christ uh, because we know him, we love him, we know that he gave himself for us, so we know the eternal God. We've come to a right relationship. We've been reconciled by the blood of his son. And these cults, uh, it's not derogatory, but these cults have the wrong God, the wrong Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, to say that Jesus Christ is the spirit brother of Lucifer is to have the wrong Jesus. Uh, to say, like the Jehovah's Witness say, that he is uh, Michael the Archangel is to have the wrong Jesus. Because Jesus created everything. Now, and, and this was the, the whole uh, Athanasius or uh, St. Nick. You know, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, St. Nick was actually a theologian who punched uh, Arius in the face uh, because he Arius was saying that Jesus so Arius is basically it's a second century heresy that the Jehovah's Witnesses refined and that's basically their position that 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 Jesus is the first creation of God um and instead of being co-equal co-eternal uh, all the same attributes of the same essence of the Father, they they denied that. So Arius denied that, and that's why he got punched in the face by uh, Saint Nick, and that's why I like Saint Nick. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, so uh, it's like Merry Christmas, <laughs> ho ho ho, yeah. Um, so. You had a good time. You had a good discussion, and yeah, like I said, we're gonna meet again. Um, I think this Saturday. They said they'll text me a time um, when I can meet up with them. Okay. And the thing that made me interested, uh, I visited their church, um, not to become Mormon, of course. And their uh, ward, their ward. It's not a church. Oh, okay. Yeah, ward, and and it's and, not a temple because only faithful Mormons that meet certain criteria can go to the temple oh i didn't know that yeah well um like i said award okay like i said um in the the interview that my dad did of me um i was in the mental hospital and i met this kid who was a mormon and funny thing was when i walked into this ward uh the first, one of the first people I met was actually the dad of the kid. Um, Wasn't he a teacher? 
Yeah, he was a teacher at yeah. the high school. So you knew him. Yeah, but I had never met his dad nor him before. Oh, okay, okay. So you didn't know him as a teacher. No, he no. is a teacher. He said his name, and I was like, "Wait a minute." As in the dad of this guy, and he said, "Yeah." And okay. then he was interested in talking to me, and we got talking for a little bit. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um. So. Uh, so you think it went well? They're. They're sweet people. I mean, yes, they're they are. sweet people, but relativism and wokeness has impacted Mormonism. It's not what it used to be. Uh, you know, so they're, they're a little more squishy now. Uh, and like I said, a lot of them don't know Mormon theology. You know, you tell them and they're like, they never heard of it. So it's, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I I had a uh, I've I've been uh, witnessing uh, at my at my job and uh, been uh, you know uh, ministering to uh, this girl and then her boyfriend today. Uh, they were like, uh, we read the Bible, and so I, I've been trying to plant the seeds and inviting them to church and. Um, so they're like, oh, uh, you know, can you explain the Bible to us if we have a question and stuff like that? So um, it's they're very open. Um, Are they going to come to our church? Uh, they're going to come visit. Uh, he He's willing to. Uh, oh, okay. She's more hesitant, but I told him I'd even pick them up. I got their number. They got mine. And so um, good like that. So, yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, always good to share the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the only gospel that saves. It's the gospel of grace that saves, not by works, lest any man should boast. So uh, you took the financial peace class with me. Yeah, I did. He was my teacher for facilitator. nine weeks. It's called facilitator. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you didn't miss once. I'm proud of you. Um, so, uh, those of you who don't know, uh, the reason why we moved out to the desert is, um, we were drowning in debt, drowning in debt in our home church, uh, in Alhambra, uh, basically paid for us to go because we were that broke. I mean, we would, you know, rob from Peter to pay Paul, you know, and we were drowning in debt. Uh, we moved out here with like nine, my wife and I debate if it was 94, 96, I think she says more. Um, and so we, uh, $1,000 in debt, part of that included her, her college and, uh, thank God, uh, in July, uh, we paid off her school loan. And so we are debt free except for our mortgage. And so, uh, what is baby step number one? Uh, save $1,000 uh, for an emergency fund. Okay. So, that that is so that you don't use what, again, when an emergency happens? A credit card. Exactly. Okay. So, we worked the baby steps. Uh, and it's Financial Peace University. If you've never heard of that, uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, I've facilitated uh now this is my third class uh that i've facilitated um i've attended 
uh, two other classes before. So uh, basically, I've taken this class five times. Um, and uh, so we are debt-free. Uh, so baby step number one. So uh, the class basically teaches you seven baby steps to financial peace. Okay. So number one is a $1,000 uh, emergency fund. So save up $1,000 as fast as you can so that you don't uh, put it on credit when you have another emergency because you're going to have another emergency. And one time we had $1,200 and uh, our water heater broke and it was 1250 So uh, we, we didn't sweat it. You know, we took care of it paid in cash, put in, didn't put it on credit, and then we saved $1,000, okay? So once you have your $1,000, you then go into baby step number two, which is the debt snowball, right? Mm -hmm. And how do you pay them? You, the debt snowball is where you pay off all your debts in order from smallest to largest, like you pay the um, interest on the other debts, and you you focus the, you on you the pay the ones. minimums. You yes. pay the minimums on everything. I didn't have to go through this because I've never been in debt before. <laughs> but they <laughs> yeah, they went through it, and they're now debt free. I don't. Are you guys going to do a debt free scream or uh, something? I I did it on Facebook. I did a post. <laughs> We're debt free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and capitals. So. <laughs> Yeah, but the, the debt snowball, you, you pay the minimum for the, the bigger debts, and then you start with the smallest debt, and then the money you use to pay off the smallest debt, you add to the next debt, and then you repeat the process until you pay off all your debts. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, it, it does it does work. It, it, it works like a snowball. That's why it's called the debt snowball. Um, eventually, you're like, by the time we were... Uh, paying off just her school loan. We were giving, not giving, we were paying uh, like two grand um, straight into that. So we, we just, and it's exciting. It's, it really is exciting. You, you, you look forward to like saying, yes, I'm paying, I paid this one off. And so it, uh, the reason why, uh, you know, uh, Dave Ramsey says it's not about math because, if it was a math thing, you wouldn't be in debt, okay? Uh, so it, it's it, you have to psychologically give yourself victories. We had tried to get out of debt before, and we were, of course, you know, because everybody else that's in debt tells you that you should pay uh, off um your largest debt because of interest, right? Or whichever one has the worst interest. No, that's not, you're never going to get out of debt that way because you are never going to go anywhere. You're not going to gain traction. You're not going to get victories. And psychologically, you get defeated and you will give up. So that's, that's how we were, uh, you know, doing it. And for many years, uh, I would post on Facebook, it's not working, Brother Dave. And what I meant, it's like, it's not working. 
Uh, but basically, it was because I was doing the baby steps ish, you know, uh, Dave Ramsey ish, you know, and he says ish doesn't work. You know, you're doing your own thing. Uh, you're not doing what he teaches. So you do the death snowball and it works. And so now baby step number three is three to six months of expenses in savings. Okay. So, uh, and it changes because what you think is three to six months prior to being debt free, that number is way bigger when you're in debt. But now that we're not in debt, that number is going to be smaller for our expenses. Although gas is through the roof right now. So um, thanks, uh, Joe Biden. Let's um, go, Brandon. So, <laughs> um, so uh, it's three to six months. And I saw on, because uh, I belong to a big, uh, Dave Ramsey group. I belong to two of them. But one of them, they explained that if you have a steady income, then you should go for the three months. If you have, uh, if you work on commission, then you should go for the six months. If, you're, if, you're, if your income fluctuates or if you work, uh, it's, an, it's not a steady income, like it fluctuates, um, then they recommend you doing six months. Mm -hmm. But if you have a steady income, they recommend you getting the three months. But as Dave Ramsey says, women have uh they want more security um because they have this gland he says and it affects their face and uh so you know if your wife wants six months then you got to go with the six months but uh so we're we're on baby step three and then baby step four is when you start investing and so the reason why uh you know you can't have many pots boiling because then you're not going to cook anything right. Something will go wrong. So that's what you go one step at a time for the first three baby steps. Okay. And so once you're debt free, once you have the three to six months, then you start investing 15% of your income. Okay. So for retirement. So that is, you know, so you don't have to count on social insecurity or not have all your eggs in one basket. Um, I saw a story of, uh, of uh, a firefighter, fire chief, fire chief who retired. Uh, the city went bankrupt. And so he's walking the mall as a security because he has to go back to work because in filing bankruptcy, they don't have to continue uh, paying those retirement accounts. Oh, wow. So, you know, that's why, uh, you know, you shouldn't trust in social insecurity. You shouldn't trust in uh, even like I have uh, CalPERS. And CalPERS is fiscally not sound, you know. They're selling properties and 
it, it's it's crazy. So I'm not banking. Ultimately, my trust is in the Lord, and He's going to take care of me. But we're managing His money. We are managers and stewards of the finances that He gives us, and I repent for the first, you know, forty years of my life. Horrible. Uh, and now these these last few years that we've, you know, we really put our hand to the plow and, you know, uh, got serious and, uh, you know, got out of debt. So uh, invest 15% of your income for retirement, okay? And that, uh, if you take the class, they have a, on version they have a Dave Ramsey uh bible plan um and it's good it's really good i really like it um it's only a week or 10 days um so i i recommend that it'll get you uh to be familiar with how he teaches the biblical principles you know uh, one of the things is that uh he always says you know the borrower is slave to the lender and Dave Ramsey has this video on giving. It's the ninth lesson. And it always, man, my tears, uh, my eyes break on the, because my eyes start leaking. Um, Because I've always wanted to be a blessing, but I always felt because I was so strapped in debt, slave to the lender, that I could never give to people. I could never bless people the way other people have blessed us. So um, one of the major reasons why I wanted to be debt-free, I want to be able to say, you need $1,000, here you go, uh, and and not flinch and not feel like, oh, they owe me or they got to pay me back. I want to be able to be a blessing to somebody and 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 not, you know, when Elon Musk or Bezos spends a million dollars or two million or three million, it's it's like when we spend a hundred dollars to them. That's mm-hmm. that's you know, in comparison. So uh baby step uh number four is invest fifteen percent of your income for retirement. What's baby step five? Uh college funding for your kids yeah thank god you didn't want to go to college. no <laughs> um uh you you don't like school right no i sucked at it i didn't, <laughs> I didn't enjoy it at all you got that from your mom because i'm really good at school <laughs> uh no i'm just kidding i i'm not good at school uh, i i like learning now um but uh school right now is horrible you know uh schools are bad right now um anyway we don't want to get into that uh so college funding and then uh baby step number uh six six thank you is um paying off your your home early early. yeah so uh and, and uh it's uh four five six you're supposed to do it at the same time yeah yeah so so investing 
15% saving for college and paying off your home early, you can do all at the same time. And then it's uh, build wealth and give. So, uh, you know, when Dave Ramsey says the most fun thing you can do is, uh, so do you remember the story of the guy who took all his family on a cruise vacation? Kind of. And so Dave Ramsey said, like, what, what did you spend on that? Sorry. And it was like $65,000 or something like that. And, uh, uh, so then they come back from their trip and their cruise and, and, uh, so then he says that he got invited, he got a call from someone asking him if they would help with bicycles, excuse me, for Christmas to give to kids. And, um, he says, uh, that he says, yeah, so he takes his whole family and they, he says, I want to take care of it all. And so he paid all of it for bicycles. And I don't know if it was around the same amount, a little less, a little more. Um, and so he tells Dave Ramsey, he says, but we had more fun giving the bikes. We had more fun. He says, don't get me wrong, do both. <laughs> but uh, he had way more fun do being able to give to people and uh you know dave ramsey says the best fun you can have with money is when you give it to somebody um and so yeah so those are the baby steps uh baby step one again is a thousand dollars in cash emergency fund cash on hand so when something goes wrong which something typically typically does uh you don't use your credit card. You have that cash on hand so that you, you can take care of that emergency. Um, baby step two. Is the debt snowball paying off your smallest debt first and working your way to the largest. Yep. And it does become a debt snowball. Um, and I'm proof that it works. It works. Uh, so we are on baby step three, which is three to six months of expenses so that's our big emergency fund so um for us it will it, it'll look that'll look different for every family again this is personal finance uh some people say well why a thousand dollars well you know it's estimated that so many people can't even gather five hundred dollars in cash so a huge percentage of families can't uh, save up $500 uh, for cash, you know. And that, believe me, it was really hard for us to get the first $1,000. I was like, I can't get the $1,000. <laughs> and uh, that, that was hard, you know. And he tells you to cut restaurants, do this, beans and rice. And, you know, there's a lot of sacrifice. Um, and so save $1,000 and then uh, you start hitting those debts, you know, largest, the smallest to largest. And then 
three to six months and you know you invest 15 percent. and dave ramsey says if you invest the way he teaches you uh if you know if you so he calculates like uh, a certain amount from age 35 to 65 you'll have several million dollars he's all if i'm half right you're gonna have uh half of that so let's say the amount was seven million if he's half right it's uh three million three million five hundred thousand dollars okay uh it's estimated that on social insecurity right now the average average uh income uh social security check check that people get is fifteen hundred dollars okay so and most people can't live on fifteen hundred dollars you know especially if you're paying rent that's eight hundred dollars nine hundred dollars or a thousand and having debt probably yeah on top yeah so uh you'll be really skinny you know because you won't be eating um so invest 15 percent uh of your money for retirement uh if you have kids that are gonna go to school and you uh want to help them uh college funding then we weren't able to do it and they didn't want to go to college so um and pay off your home early Imagine if I pay in my mortgage seven hundred and fifty. Uh, it was a biblical number before six hundred and sixty-six. Okay, <laughs> it wasn't a good biblical number, but six hundred and sixty-six dollars a month was our mortgage. And then through taxes or something, I don't know how they figure that out, but now it's seven close to 750 um so if i don't have that 750 i could do so much with 750 extra yeah. a month you know you have 750 you can give me no uh, uh he he has he's a saver this kid right here uh this young man uh josiah jeremiah ruiz um so yeah, pay off your home early. Imagine what you could do. Uh, you could build wealth. You could invest uh, in 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 people's projects. Uh, like I want to do. Uh, I like movies. I like music. I would love to be able to invest. Have that money to be the executive producer in a movie, uh, and not cut corners like Alec Baldwin uh, in. Uh, uh, so you heard about that a little bit um, okay yeah the uh he's the executive producer and the main actor and he cut a lot of corners and you know didn't hire union people and uh what happened happened he ended up uh he says he didn't do it um the, the the gun just shot itself. Yeah, it was flying. And- yeah, I think so. It just jumped in his hand. But anyway, uh, I would love to uh, invest and in 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 ventures. You know, uh, startups. Uh, 
I, you know, I, I don't have a lot of talents, but I would love to be able to invest and see a return on my investment. Uh, you know, whether it's flipping houses or doing projects, uh, being able to do that, uh, being able to help somebody that does have a talent that does have a gift to start a business or, uh, be an entrepreneur. Uh, so you build wealth and you give and you give and, and, you know, uh, one of the things that believe it or not, when, when you give to God, and that's one of the things in Dave Ramsey's, uh, the first thing is giving and you give and God is faithful. And, um, you're saying, I trust you, God, with, with this, you gave me all this and you, um, whether you believe it's a tithe or, you know, cheerful giver or, you know, give according to what you purpose in your heart, not begrudgingly, but if you give, God's going to give you back. He's, he will take care of you. It's, uh, I'm not being a uh, word of faith or anything like that. Um, but you know, I, I, I really think that, uh, God met our needs every step of the way. And so, um, uh, he, Dave Ramsey says that money is like water. Okay. And so if you just pour it on your hand, it's going to go through your fingers. But if you, if you funnel it, if you tell it where to go, then you, you, uh, direct your money. And the money, well, it's not our money. It's we are stewards. I really like that analogy, uh, which says we're managers. We are managing God's money, and God is going to hold us to account. What did we do with the with the salary that He gave us? What did we do? Who did we bless? Who did we touch? Who did we help? Um, and and so, uh, you know. I want to be a blessing to people. Um, and so, uh, that's why I, I love, uh, financial peace university, uh, go to financialpeace.com And if you want to sign up for classes, uh, I'm probably going to teach another one, uh, in the new year. Um, I love, I love, I love facilitating the class. Um, because it it really does help uh the previous class there was a couple and they were uh, wondering they were about to retire and this class really helped them uh and they they didn't take shortcuts they they followed the baby steps they didn't do dave ramsey ish they did the dave ramsey financial peace program and uh so they're they're in a better place and um, did you like it? Yeah, I did. Um, it definitely showed me not to make the same mistakes that no offense you and mom made, <laughs> but that's the mistakes many people make. And well, your mom went to private school and uh, a private Christian college. And so those are expensive. She could have gone to Copper Mountain. <laughs> well, you know. When I was telling her, we were first married, and I was telling her about uh, Martin Luther, who 
I have on my shirt somewhere. Right there. Right here. Uh, um, she's like, I never heard that in school. I'm like, can you get a refund? Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to go to school to learn that. I I read it on my own. So, um, but anyway, I uh, I hope uh, this uh, podcast has been helpful. Uh, Financial Peace University and and witnessing and 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 being evangelistic and putting yourself out there and uh, learning about uh, other world religions and cults and uh, knowing your faith. It's very important that we know our faith, that we know what we believe, why we believe it, that we know uh, the Son of God, that we know intimately uh, Christ as our Lord and Savior, and that we have a personal relationship, that we know his will and his mind through his word. Uh there's a quote, I think it's R.C. Sproul, that said, uh, I can't read God's mind, but I can read his word. And so pick up and read Tole Lej, as they say. Um, so thank you for joining us for this edition of Coffeehouse Theology. Uh, please uh, like, subscribe, share, share it with the people you love, even the people you don't. And until next time, uh, from Jose Ruiz and Josiah Ruiz, God uh, bless. God bless.